Money FM 89.3, best of weekends. On marine technology. We don't often talk about it, but obviously the, the maritime industry is one of the key pillars in Singapore. We've known that, has been for over 150 years. And in recent years, it has become a much more technology-driven business. Everything from uh, burning clean fuels, cleaner fuels, to the scheduling software that many shipping companies use, and to now other forms of technology that are being used. It's my pleasure to welcome to the show Klaus Nemzal, the Chief Innovation Officer at Eastern Pacific Shipping Lines. Also, Yeshwanth Reddy, the co-founder of F-Drones. Now, if you missed this story earlier this week, we had drones delivering packages to Eastern Pacific Shipping, compliments of F-Drones. Fantastic video. Um, This is the way of the future, merging technology with traditional businesses. Klaus, uh, I'll start with you. Welcome to the show. Great to have you with us. Thank you very much, Glenn. Thank you. Nice uh, to be here. Thank you. And yes, Wanth, uh, welcome as well. Thank you, Glenn. Uh, nice to be here. Uh, very excited to have both of you on with us. And Klaus, let's start with you. And, and I mean, you know, the, the, the story is drones delivering packages onto your ships. How did that come about? Well, it's part of a larger program. We have a Maritime um, Accelerator, which is a platform for early stage companies that we started in 2019. Uh, jointly with Techstars, which is a global early-stage uh, investor. And for EPS, so EPS, Eastern Pacific Shipping, is one of the largest shipping companies in Singapore. Been around for 60 years, uh, headquartered in Singapore for about 30 years. And Gil Ofer, the grandson of the founder, he came in, I guess, 2018 into the business and started to put it on a much more uh, innovative course. And part of that, the big part of that was to set up the, um, the accelerator with Techstars. And and how many uh, – when you do this accelerator, what does it look like? What kinds of companies are coming in to partner with you to go through this program? Yeah, we take on we, – we do a very extensive selection. So we start with over 1,000 companies and then whittle that down over a few months uh, and then typically select about 10 companies every year. So currently we're in the second year with it. Uh, F-Drones was part of the, the first year accelerator. And the types of companies that we have, they range from robotics companies to, uh, to do uh, hull inspection, hull cleaning, for example. Mm. First year, we had another interesting company, Nautilus Labs, that um, does high-frequency data analysis. So they take lots of data from sensors on the vessels about power, consumption, and so forth. And they optimize the engine performance and optimize the route in order to save oil consumption. Uh, those, those are some of the examples of companies that we had. Yeah. Klaus, you know, traditionally shipping has been a very, I'll I'll say traditional or static industry, right? You put stuff on on boats, you, you, you know, you send it across the world or wherever it is, and then you drop it off and then do it all over again. But but these days, in recent years, the, this idea of mar- maritime tech and really having to leverage the, the digital and the technolo- technological tools that are out there has become increasingly important. Uh, from your perspective, what is the imperative for traditional shipping lines to now use technology to better their business practices. Yeah, you're right, Lynn. I think the shipping industry has been, had a lot of inertia and still has. Part of that was technology uh, constraints. So, for example, ships were not really used to connect to the internet. 
and you need sort of high-speed connectivity to do a lot of the stuff that we, we want to do on ships. And that's just coming on over the last few years. And then it's sort of an industry attitude. I think, you know, we're looking to other industries like you know, aviation or financial services where the adoption of new technology has been, has been much faster. I think one of the drivers now is that technology is, is almost a perfect storm of, storm of technology. It's like mobile phones drive a lot of the innovation, the kinds of cameras, the accelerometer, all the sensors you have on. It's coming to a price point and a set of capability where it makes sense to deploy this on ships. So those are some of the drivers that, uh, that we see really drive the innovation and, and make that possible. Yeah. And of course, you have to have management that's going to be behind making these changes as well, which I think you're, in your case, you're lucky uh, that you have uh, top leadership yes. that, is put, that is driving these changes. Yeah, you're very right about that. It, I think it has to come from the top. And you're right, you're very lucky with, with Gil's uh, innovation scheme. But what's also interesting then, when we started the Accelerator, a big part of the program is to have uh, lots of mentors, external mentors. Mm-hmm. So we have about 150 mentors at work. Uh, with the startups. And it was amazing to see that even this traditional companies at EPS, a lot of people have been around for 30, 40 years working for the same company, how quickly and how enthusiastically they took on the chance to work with startups like uh, F-Drones and others. So that was pretty amazing also. It has to be both coming from the top, being embraced by, by everybody in the company. Let's turn to you, uh, Yeshwant. Yeshwant Reddy, the co-founder of F-Drones. Now, you were in the year one cohort of the Eastern Pacific Accelerator. Uh, tell us about that experience. What, what did you, uh, first of all, what did you do in the Accelerator program? So when we joined the Accelerator program, we were quite early in our journey. We just had, you know, started up like a few months uh, before the cohort started. And, it, and, and myself and my co-founder, we have never been into the maritime space. So what this Accelerator helped us is to understand the space better. And most importantly, in fact, we all know that maritime uh, industry is a bit more traditional, right? So innovation uh, hasn't happened so aggressively over like say hundreds of years, right? So so what we were lucky enough to be part of this accelerator where EPS and, and its top management, they have been kind enough to open their gates to us in terms of whatever data we wanted to understand. And also, you know, making available their infrastructure Infrastructure, which is which is actually uh, quite a thing in itself, right? So making available their infrastructure for us, for people like us to use. Imagine we are we are testing. We we always want to test our drone technology, right? Which is not so which is not so straightforward. And 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 EPS has been very very forward looking, and they 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 have been quite quite focused on uh, you know building a sustainable technology for future. And that's where they have been you know pushing us more than ourselves to to kind of uh, experiment, test, and do whatever to facilitate bringing our technology and commercialize it as quickly as possible. Yeshwant, let's let's look at some more specifics. I saw the video of your drone dropping off packages on the deck of, of one of the Eastern Pacific ships. Uh, what, what have you found is the best use, at this moment anyway, for your drones as it relates to the maritime industry? Sure. Um, I mean, when we think of, uh, of course, at F-Drones, we are building very large-scale drones uh, to deliver uh, items to, from shore to ships or shore to oil rigs, uh, as to say. And when you think of, uh, you know, busy ports such as Singapore, which has a very heavy uh, traffic of vessels mm-hmm. coming into anchor, and, and they would be anchoring for a variety of reasons, right? So be it bunkering or be it hull cleaning, maintenance, cargo loading or unloading. And there are hundreds of items 
being transported between shore and these vessels to facilitate these operations and hundreds of items every day and the only mode of transport today is using launch boats which naturally are very expensive mm-hmm. uh, definitely time consuming and they're very heavily polluting and what we have been able to do Uh, uh, you know till now although we the drones that we are using today uh, can only lift 5 kilograms we have actually carved out a niche where we are able to deliver items such as documents spare parts bunk of your samples sometimes medicines especially during during the covid time mm-hmm. uh, as we speak and 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 imagine uh, if you're if you are required to use a small launch board just to deliver a document how mm. inefficient it is so this is what we are able to you know bring efficiencies in and and in fact use drones for maritime last mile deliveries really interesting uh, we're speaking with Klaus Nemzau the chief innovation officer at Eastern Pacific Shipping Lines and Yeshwant Reddy the co-founder of F Drones uh, speaking about the uh, Eastern Pacific Accelerator, which works with small companies that want to service into the maritime industry. And Klaus, back to you. Uh, when you look at what Yeshwanth and his co-founder were able to do at F-Drones, um, did, what kind of a problem did this solve for you at Eastern Shipping? Well, this solved. I mean, this idea was conceived before COVID, uh, when people, you know, used to go on, on on board of ships all the time using launch boat. But first of all, it's much more economical to use a drone instead of a launch boat because it saves, you know, cost, fuel cost. But it also, which is very important for us and for the industry, it reduces the emissions that mm. would be associated with a launch boat. Mm. Uh, so it's also faster. But then, of course, with COVID, and we would expect that, you know, the constraints around, you know, having contact between people would also be eliminated. So now with COVID, actually, it's uh, not just a nice to have, it's almost a must to be able to fly things from shore to ship without any people having to go on ship just because of the COVID situation. Yeah. And and as you look at, obviously, you know, the, the drones can't fly way out way out to sea, right? I mean, it's got to be a, within a reasonable distance. Yes, Wanth, what is what does the range look like right now? You mentioned it was about a 5 kg payload, but what's the range look yeah. like? So, so back in uh, April 2020, we became the first company in Singapore to obtain beyond visual line of sight drone delivery permit, uh, where we, we have a drone that can lift five kilograms over five kilometers one side, that is five kilometers out and five kilometers back. And but right now, what we've been innovating is to build a very unique patent pending drone that can lift five kilograms over 50 kilometers. So which that is that is what we are looking to commercialize, uh, uh, you know, within next few months. And in the in the medium term, our focus is to be able to build a drone that can lift 100 kilograms over 100 kilometers. Wow. So that's what we are <laughs> we are trying to trying to you know achieve. <laughs> Yeah. And, yeah. and what, what do you think is the timeline for that? What, how, long, how long might that take to get up to that level? We, we hope to have the first prototype ready within next 18 months. Hmm. And then, uh, yeah, so, and then we, we would like to commercialize it uh, thereafter. Now, is that in conjunction with EPS or is that just as a result of the accelerator and now you're kind of going off on your own to, to do the further improvements? Now, although we although we have graduated out from the uh, accelerator, EPS has has always been uh, 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 you know a sub- great support. EPS team has been of great support to us, and we we anything we do 
I guess we first uh, work with EPS to try it out and and get their support and mm. especially to 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 highlight the fact that EPS is very focused on uh, you know sustainability yeah. and we we usually would like to uh, you know uh, get their support in in sp- spreading this message and highlighting this fact as well. Mm. Oh, it's fascinating. And those of you on Facebook Live, uh, Chetan Desai from EPS uh, just put a link on for the YouTube video of the F-Drone's first delivery uh, out to the EPS ship, the Leviathan. And uh, if you don't see that link, if you're listening on the radio, you can just Google F-Drone's letter F-Drone uh, delivery uh, tanker, and, you'll, and you'll, it'll come up for you on YouTube. But it's great. I mean, the, the, the drone is obviously it's an industrial drone, uh, right, Yeshwanth? And, and it's something that's meant, you know, it's not a toy. <laughs> I guess. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. When we when we imagine uh, you know drone deliveries, right? So I guess most people picture those small drones popularized by Amazon and the likes, right? So however, we are building very large drones, uh, typically as large as helicopters themselves. Definitely, definitely aviation grade, not kind of a you know a toy or something. So mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> Uh, Klaus, what are some of the other technologies that you're looking at besides F drone uh, in your accelerator program? Who who would who would come to the uh, uh, Eastern Pacific Accelerator, and 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 what you know innovations have you seen so far? Yeah, so a couple of examples. One is the dimension of robotics. So we have two companies uh, in the current year of uh, of the accelerator that focus on underwater robotics, mm-hmm. which means hull vision and hull hull um, uh, inspection and hull cleaning. And that's actually also, so we talked to the founder of one of those companies, their robots are only about 15 kilo. So pretty soon we can actually use F-drones to fly those robots to a ship and then they would remain on the ship, uh, can be remotely controlled and can do those kinds of things. So that's, that's one interesting example. Another one are two companies. One is focusing on augmented reality. Augmented reality is where you have sort of glasses, goggles integrated into your helmet while you're on the ship. And you can see... Say if you have to do a particular task, you can overlay information about how you would maintain that. And people on shore through your goggles can actually see what you're doing and give you additional advice, which is another example of flying this kit using F-drones to the ship, which again would avoid uh, the human contact that people don't like very much. And another one is virtual reality. Virtual reality is if you cannot be on the real ship, maybe it's not built yet. And we're working with a Danish company called Kanda uh, to create a virtual reality almost game-like environment that looks and feels like a real ship where you can learn how to do certain, you know, LNG bunkering, for example, Mm. where it's not just a question of learning theoretically, but part of the task that you have to perform is hands-on. So you have to literally sort of work with uh, pipes and screws and those kinds of things. And the virtual reality with these hand controllers that give you feedback makes it very realistic, or you're building up muscle memory to conduct these tasks. And so those are some of the technology that we have in in this year's um, accelerator we're very excited about. No, that's great. And and of course, you mentioned earlier on, as well as as, uh, just just now, you know, just how important uh, the the carbon footprint is going forward in the industry, and and the things that you can do as a as a shipping line to try to increasingly minimize that. Now, especially the I believe the IMO, the International Maritime Organization, is putting in new regulations on on emissions and things like that coming in over the next few years. Uh, do you do you expect that that these um, that many of these uh, technological advances will have a direct impact on on that bottom line as well? Absolutely. So, I mean, the virtual reality training means on that uh, dimension that people no longer have to fly to Korea or Copenhagen or so to conduct, you know, a one-week training. They can do that from their home. So you cut down travel and cost. Hmm. Um, 
some of the, the uh, companies that I mentioned uh, earlier, like Nautilus Labs, that does you know voyage optimization. All of those things both reduce the um, the cost of fuel and the, the consumption of fuel, but that goes hand in hand with uh, emission reduction. So pretty much all of the technology that we have either directly or indirectly help to reduce the emissions, and that's very close to uh, to our agenda. Yeshwant, I'm going to end with you, and, and we've talked a great deal about the maritime industry, but uh, there has been increasing um, ability for drones to be used, as, as you mentioned, like Amazon dropping off things. Is F-Drones going to be working in that space as well, or will you stick to the offshore uh, realm of, of trying to uh, do business there? Right. So I, I guess uh, for, for the next half a decade or so, we are uh, pretty much focused on maritime space. Uh, it is because of two reasons, you know. Uh, so worldwide, we worldwide we have been uh, hearing this term drone deliveries for last maybe more than a decade, yeah. but uh, they haven't yet, uh, you know, uh, become mainstream uh, even even now, right? So it's not because of the technological limitations. It's mostly to do so with you know regulatory hurdles. Worldwide, there are uh, regulatory challenges, infrastructural challenges to make them mainstream. So why the problem statement that we have chosen is very interesting is for the two reasons. First is essentially we are going to fly over waters, right? So there are no infrastructural hurdles that regulators need to be, uh, you know, wary of. So the risk is pretty low. So and 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 ha- by having said that, we are going to uh, be able to cross that. Uh, biggest hurdle uh, easier compared to other use cases. And the second is the problem statement itself. The maritime last mile delivery space mm. is in itself such a pain point. For example, in, uh, you would be surprised. In fact, we were certainly surprised, su- uh, you know, surprised when we first heard the fact that just uh, in order to deliver items between shore and vessels and shore and oil rigs, uh, you know, the launch boats and heli- helicopters, they emit about 100 million tons of carbon uh, dioxide wow. every year. And, and it's equivalent to how much Indonesia as a whole country emits every year. So the problem in itself is such a huge problem. And and not to mention it's an expensive problem that uh, there are no alternatives for right so and we would like to mobilize we would like to build a solid solution uh, uh, over the next half a decade and b- before probably we would you know think of diversification hmm. fascinating uh, Klaus, we just have a question from raj vikar one of our facebook live uh, viewers and i'll put it to you i'm not sure it's exactly in your realm of of expertise but he's asking about wind energy and if that could change conventional shipping propulsion, uh, could you, uh, in, in a technological sense, use uh, wind to uh, drive uh, uh, energy storage into batteries that could then be used in some way uh, to, to propel the ships or power the ship's electrical systems, that sort of thing? Is that, is that anything that you're looking at, using alternative energy sources like that? Um, it's, it's probably not, you're right, it's not exactly in uh, my area of expertise. We are, of course, looking at uh, alternative fuels. Uh, but short term, we believe that LNG, liquefied natural gas, um, is something that is realistic. And a lot of our new ships uh, use their dual fuel ships, like hybrid ships, mm-hmm. uh, using traditional oil, but also LNG. And we find that's uh, something that cle- uh, burns much cleaner. And that's sort of a short term, very realistic way of uh, of reducing some uh, emissions. Yeah. Okay. Hey, gentlemen, thank you very much today. Klaus Nemzal, the Chief Innovation Officer at Eastern Pacific Shipping, and Yeshwant Reddy, the co-founder of F-Drones. Fascinating discussion. Thanks for being on with us. And I hope you'll come back as more uh, developments uh, come up in this maritime tech industry. 
Great pleasure. Thanks Thank you, Glenn. Thank you for the opportunity. Thanks Bye. very much. Thank you very much. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SBH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.